you need something if you're yeah. really passionate about yeah. just to remind you of why you're doing it. Welcome to this brand new light bulb moment episode brought to you in partnership with Dell Technologies, who believe in shining a light on these life-changing moments shared by incredible founders and entrepreneurs taken from my conversations of inspiration. It really is an honour to share their inspiration with you, and I hope their story impacts your own thinking as deeply as it has mine. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down. Where we're going, you won't need to bring your frown. When I think back to my conversation with Julie Dean, founder of the Cambridge Satchel Company, I can't quite believe that it was my very first Conversation of Inspiration episode. And what a story to kick off with. It's an episode I return to time and time again, and I know so many of you feel the same. I can't quite tell you how many light bulb moments were dinging in my head when I re-listened to Julie's journey, but this one in particular encapsulates the entrepreneurial genius behind Julie's success, which I think you might want to hear. I do remember that there was a particularly painful time before before Cambridge Satchel when I had, um, it was my son's birthday, and I had been waiting all day for him to come back from school. He's six. And I was thinking, it's a Spider-Man-themed tea. You know, and really gone to town on this Spider-Man-themed tea. And they came back from school and said, um, oh, can we just uh, have a bit of a play with Aidan next door? And I was thinking, are you mad? All day I've been waiting for this Spider-Man tea. And my mum and I sat in this table, sort of surrounded by all this Spider-Man thing and webbing, and it was all going on. And I just thought, ooh, I, they're moving on. And it's getting to that point, there were six and eight, where I'm going to have to find something. Otherwise, I'm going to be left with cleaning and cooking and ironing. And that's not good. It's great to be home with the children doing fun things and activities and making cabbages out of Play-Doh and all this kind of thing. Love that. Don't really see myself keeping a house. Yeah. And I definitely don't see myself as being a lady who lunches. I don't like networking. So that's not, that's a channel shut yeah, to me. Yeah, was shut to um, me. But then it, all I needed was the motivation to sort of drive myself at sort of rocket speed down some sort of corridor. And that motivation was um, getting them into an amazing school. And Cambridge, because of the university, we have some incredible schools here. Yes, uh, you know, and, yes. and, and so what I always say to people, and this probably sort of flies in the face of lots of advice, but I'm always more motivated by something that looks like a real moonshot. You know, it's the dream. Uh, because you can think, I'm going to get them into an amazing school, start looking at the schools, realise, God, schools are really expensive. School fees are really expensive. So let's look at one that's sort of affordable, you say, no, the heck with that. Look at the one that's the dream, the one that you think, if I could get them there, that would be perfect. And then look at how much it costs because that's the challenge. The thing that's really important is that you need something that you feel completely passionate about. Yep. Because, you know, I, I started Cambridge Satchel with £600. That was the yep. 
that was the it, the amount that I had to spend on it. I wasn't going to borrow. I wasn't going. It was that's what it was, and and so I had to learn to code to code the first website. You know, I had to do that. And so when you're doing that, and you've got a six year old and an eight year old, and there aren't that many sort of hours in the day. You find yourself, it's three o'clock in the morning and you're trying to learn mm -hmm. to code because you've set yourself this ridiculous target of, I'm going to learn to code over three nights and then on the fourth night I'm writing the website. And and that's what's happening here. Oh and, and so at, when you're that tired and it's that sort of early in the morning, you need something you feel really yeah. passionate about yeah. just to remind you of why you're doing it. And that's different for different people. And if what floats your boat is, you know, uh, a, a beautiful sort of P1 McLaren or whatever, th that's fine. I mean, it's it doesn't matter what it is, but finding something you feel really passionate about, I think, is really key. And that's £600. It's a crazily small amount of money. And yet you took that and you've grown what you have grown today. When other people, and I, I speak to a lot of small businesses who almost use that lack of finance as, I don't want to say the excuse, but it is put there as their barrier. What would you say to people who have that sort of mindset that that money was what's going to stop them? And 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 you had a background in finance. Do you feel that that helped you look and at that? Biophysics and sorry, sorry, yeah, <laughs> biophysics and finance. So yeah, so you might helpful, have a different helpful. a different type of bit, view bit of on that six hundred pounds. Yeah. But what is your viewpoint on that? And I think six hundred pounds isn't a small amount of money. You know, it it isn't a small amount of money. Six hundred pounds. What would I spend six? I wouldn't spend six hundred pounds on a bag. It's not a small amount of money. I think that £600 is enough, is certainly in the area that that I was trying to do something in, it's enough to find out if your idea is a good idea. And I was doing um, a business game with a few local sort of schools and they, they sort of said in this game, we will give you £100,000 um, tell us what you do with this £100,000 uh, to set up the game and everything. And, and I thought the first thing you should do is you give 99000 back <laughs> because nobody's <laughs> going to give you that without wanting you to jump through hoops. So many people have dreams. So many women have dreams. And yet the odds are, if you're a female, you won't go for it. That's what all the stats out there say. Even though I've witnessed women literally coming into their own as a person. I mean, I'm so fully Holly after 20 years of supporting small businesses, my diamond. I get scared to think about who I'd have turned out to be if I hadn't started my businesses. I was never cut out to be a housewife or exist only for my son. When you realise that 41 is the average age of a startup and that you can start a business with £600 as Julie Dean did or side hustle around your nine to five, there are so many ways us women can go for the moonshot dream that's fully our own. Yet, why don't we? After 20 years of being around founders, there are a few common denominators, but they're all wrapped up in this blanket called fear. There is something about women which makes us care so very much about what people think of us. 
convinced, incorrectly by the way, I think, that somehow all eyes are on us. I mean, if you actually think about that statement, that feeling is quite full of ego, isn't it? If everyone else has as much shit going on in their lives and in their heads as our own, how are they even giving us or what we're doing a second glance? Yet this crazy, some might say egotistical view, is what stops us from doing so many things. The fear shows up as a parent, where we torture ourselves, whatever career we have, that we're never around enough for the kids. And yet for most of us, there isn't a choice as to whether you work or not. The cost of your life means you need to work. But we act when we're deep in negative thoughts, maybe rushing to pick up the kids from nursery, and yet again we're late, that we can take it or leave it. Now, some might say starting your own business could be the answer. And by the way, I think it is. I've witnessed the out-of-control levels of guilt heal because of this choice over the last two decades. But still, whatever flexibility we create, we still seem to manage to muster even more fear that it's not enough. Even if there's lots more quality time created, maybe a cheeky Friday off or school pickups, being consistent, being able to work from your sofa, whatever it is, there still seems to be a fear that showing your children what hard work looks like, how you build a brand and make money and all that good stuff is also damaging how they'll reflect on their childhood. Then there's money worries. And don't get me wrong, I think worrying about money, and I've said it time and time again, is one of the worst feelings in the world. But we seem to have a fear of investing in ourselves as well, or raising money to fuel the dream. We're worried before we've even got started, to be honest. And yet, as Julie Dean decided, £600 was a great deal of money and that was going to start the Cambridge Satchel Company. And this, in turn, was going to pay for her two children to go to a very good school. I'm wondering if she had the magic key here. She created a moonshot dream that was not about herself. It was about what she cared for, her children, which allowed her to go for it. In time, she took investment and scaled the company, who now has four stores and sells in 86 countries worldwide. I've seen other founders have the goal of paying off a mortgage, moving to the country, building a studio, going on one good holiday a year. The idea of making the goal something that will lift the family up is so motivating, and I've seen it allow women to start to throw some caution to the wind. Julie and I, though, had something which is the kryptonite of fear, confidence. I say that we totally had imposter syndromes and we both really didn't know anything about the industries we were going into, but somehow we did it anyway. We had the confidence to say, fuck it, let's do it. This is, again, something so many women I've met and founders who I've helped lack. It's a sum of all the parts I've spoken about already. And yet, isn't it literally mind-boggling that women are the CEOs of the household, spending the vast majority of the disposable income, amounting to 80% of total consumer spending, which is a staggering $20 trillion globally. 
If we're making the majority of the purchase decisions, then we are in the most fortunate place to see what's missing or what we can improve upon. Isn't that an amazing insight? An incredible first-hand consumer experience? I'd say it's the key to the seed of a successful business. So if you find yourself not a happy full-time mum, a woman who likes a lovely home, but that's not her destiny, an employee which was fine to start with, but doesn't make you feel alive anymore, a founder stagnating, or a lady scared of what retirement might look like because like Julie, you hate to lunch, then it's time to think about making a future of your own. Because I put my hand on my heart when I say that I believe the future is where the world is full of female-founded businesses, making not only for a better consumer world, but just a better future for us all. A big thank you to Dell Technologies who've bought us this episode today. I hope you enjoyed this light bulb moment. To listen to my whole conversation with Julie Dean, founder of the Cambridge Satchel Company, or any of our past founders, search Conversations of Inspiration wherever you get your podcasts. And if this episode has helped you on your journey, I would be super so wonderfully grateful if you might rate and review to help us reach even more people. Mm-hmm.